We got Colton Pouncey coming up today from The Athletic right here on Locked On Lions and player number three on our Pro Bowler list. Here we go. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And everybody, welcome into Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on this, a Wednesday, July 13th, and a Thursday, July 14th. Thanks for listening. Making us your first listen each and every day here on the podcast. Coming up today, Colton Pouncey, the newest Detroit Lions beat writer for The Athletic. Of course, you can read Colton at theathletic.com. He's covered Michigan State over a handful of years, and now is moving up to the Lions beat with Chris Burke. Uh, heading to more of an editor's role on their draft coverage. We'll get Colton's thoughts on the Lions and get to meet him a little bit. You're going to be reading him each and every day. So we want to get Colton on the show. This was announced uh, late last week, so we'll get him on momentarily here on the podcast. Also today, player number three, we've gone Romeo Aquara at five, Taylor Decker at four. Who will sit at number three on my top five list of possible first-time Lions pro bowlers? We'll do that coming up momentarily on the show as well. Follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. And, of course, we are with you each and every day on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Still haven't gotten to 1,000 yet. I want 1,000 subscribers. Tell your friends if you are watching on YouTube and uh, or you're listening and haven't watched us on YouTube, go to YouTube.com, go to Locked On Lions, subscribe so you get the video show each and every day as well. All right, so where are we at here? It is July 13th. We're getting ready for training camp in a couple of weeks. We do this each and every year. My top five list of Lions that I think could be a first-time Pro Bowler, excluding this year, Frank Ragnow, Jack Fox, TJ Hawkinson, Jared Goff, who's been a Pro Bowler with the Rams, and, of course, Jonah Jackson. Hey, how you doing, Jonah? Jonah Jackson, the left guard, who was a alternate last year but made the team as a Pro Bowler, when he was added one year ago. Those players are all excluded from this list. We're looking for people that have never been pro bowlers before that are on the Lions. And we go with the guy at number one that we think has the best chance to the guy at number five that maybe has the least chance. But these are my top five players that I think have a shot. Mentioned on uh, Monday, Romeo Quara. I think he's got a shot at number five. Number four, uh, Taylor Decker. Seems like he's on the list every year. Number three, coming in at number three on my list today is cornerback Amani Oruwarie. Now, some of you are going to say, now, wait a minute, Amani Oruwarie would, would make your top five? He's He might not even play that much this year if Jeff Okuda comes back and they signed Mike Hughes. And what about Jerry Jacobs? And uh, what about Melifonwu and Will Harris? There is some competition at cornerback. But I'm a big fan of Amani Oruwarie, the third-year cornerback, from Penn State. I understand that our friends at Pro Football Focus, and I'm no bigger PFF slappy than me, did not exactly rate Oruarie very highly last year. In fact, last season he was the 79th highest rated cornerback, the 79th rated cornerback at PFF, coming in with a season grade of 59.0. So there were 78 better cornerbacks last year, according to PFF. Um, than Amani Oruwarie. 
So I look at it and go, he's a third-year player. But a year ago, six interceptions, 11 passes defended. He got hurt at the end of the year and missed, I think, the last three games. But was third in the league in INTs uh, in going through week 15 before the injury. I just think he's rangy. I think he's a good ball hawk. I think he's where the receiver usually is. Doesn't get beat a ton. I wouldn't say he's the fastest guy by any stretch. Or, or, or you know, maybe not even the best cornerback on this team by the end of the season. What if Okuda turns out to be good? What if a guy like Mike Hughes, who PFF graded very highly last year, comes in and, and, and plays more reps? I just like Amani. I think number 24 is a really good football player, and this could be a year with a better secondary around him, with a better pass rush in front of him, led by Aiden Hutchinson, a healthy Romeo Quara, Josh Pascal, Charles Harris, you name it, that Amani Oruwari has a chance if he accumulates the interceptions, like Trayvon Diggs last year did for the Cowboys, of making the Pro Bowl. So I think Amani's got a shot, and he made number three on my list in the top five possible first-time Pro Bowlers for the Lions. Colton Pouncey is going to join us next. If you have thoughts on Amani, hit me up on Twitter at Dairy Speaks or at Lockdown Lions on Twitter. And, of course, the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. Our show today is brought to you by Dave. And you're saying, Dave, level with me. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives where we're a little tight on cash, right? Maybe you can only afford to put a few gallons of gas in your tank or you got another save the date. You're wondering how you're going to afford to get that gift. That is where our friends at Dave can help you. Dave is a banking app that can help you get to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy your wedding gift, catch up on bills, whatever you need. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups with Dave. No interest, no credit check needed. Tons of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, Need some extra help? Download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download that Dave app from your app store right now on your phone. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you with our friends at Dave. All right, as promised, uh, we finally got a hold of this guy. He's uh, elusive, but he's uh, in town and here. He's a new beat writer for the Lions for TheAthletic.com. Has been with The Athletic covering the Michigan State Spartans, uh, both football and basketball. Colton Pouncey is our guest today here on Locked On Lions. What's up, Colton? Nothing much. It's good to be here. Finally settled in Detroit. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to get going. What? Uh, when did this all go down? And, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so, you know, I've been covering Michigan State for the last four years for the Athletic. I um, was hired in June 2018, um, and it's been, awesome, you know, awesome covering Michigan State. You know, I kind of added the, the basketball beat to my plate this past season. I was doing football all four years. But um, really, I would say in, like, February, March is when the Athletic kind of reached out to me and said, hey, I think, you know, we want to move you to – I think back to, at that time we were thinking, like, NBA or NFL, you know, get you up to a pro beat. Um and I'd always kind of lean towards NFL. Like, I think that's always been a goal of mine to cover the NFL. Um, so I think from there, it was just kind of about finding the right fit. They had some some beats that were open at the time. And 
Um, kind of later in the process, I would say more around like May is when the Lions possibility became, you know, somewhat attainable. Um, you know, Chris Burke, our Lions writer, he was thinking about transitioning to our NFL draft coverage and kind of overseeing that, um, that vertical is what we call it. Um, Nick Baumgartner, who also covered the Lions, you know, he was thinking about doing the same thing, kind of joining that team as a writer. Um, so that kind of paved the way for me to join the Lions beat. Um, we were kind of in discussions for a little bit about, you know, just kind of getting the details hammered out. But yeah, I would say in June, it kind of became official and we're waiting for the right time to announce it. And that came uh, early July. So here I am. We still got a couple more weeks till training camp, but yeah, I'm excited. No, congratulations. Uh, read your stuff. Obviously, I, I, I'm a subscriber. I think The Athletic does a, a fantastic job. And I guess going from uh, college to the pros, it sounds like you're you're ready for it. And, you know, the way Mel Tucker ran MSU the last couple of years w- was, was very professional, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that probably you can, you know, talk that up to his NFL background. You know, he kind of knows how this relationship type of thing is going to go. Um, he was probably more open than most college coaches are. They they tend to be more secretive, but, you know, he's pretty laid back. You know, he'll have a conversation with you. Um, you know, he has his own style for sure. But, uh, you know, I think covering him was a, probably a pretty good um, preparation for me, you know, going through the NFL. I'm looking forward to that because, you know, open locker rooms are going to be back. Um, I think that'll be, you know, a pretty, pretty interesting situation, you know, you know, getting to see those guys on a daily basis, um, not having to go through, you know, Ness ID as much for stories and just kind of going – you know, person to person, face to face with these guys, I think will be pretty interesting. Um, so I'm looking forward to for sure. Uh, probably a bit of a more professional setting with, you know, coaching staffs understanding, you know, we have a job to do, they have a job to do. Um, so I think it'll be a good deal. Um, and I've talked to Nick Baumgartner and, and Chris Burke about what to expect from the Lions, and they seem pretty open with reporters and um, kind of the relationship is pretty, pretty good. So I'm looking forward to that as well. So I think it'll be a good deal. What you know, how much did you think about living in, in Lansing, just the, the, the landscape of the coverage? Because certainly, and I've been in Detroit now over 25 years, the coverage is slanted to the, the other school. It just is. I mean, I mean, there you know, people want Michigan coverage. And I think that MSU fans over the last few years have kind of gotten, I'm not saying they get the shaft, but their football program has been on par, if not better than, than Michigan's. How much of that Michigan, Michigan State, coverage angle and, and and sort of um you know routine did you have to kind of learn about you know it's something I, I definitely did learn about once i got here i didn't really know too much of it beforehand because you know i grew up in illinois and was really familiar with the whole michigan michigan state di- dynamic other than watching them from afar um but i would say coming to lansing you definitely can tell that they feel slighted by coverage um you know maybe leaning towards michigan um i've heard the blue wall phrase a little bit, toss my way a couple of times. Yes, um, so I don't, yeah. <laughs> so I think my mindset coming in four years ago was, Hey, I'm hired to cover Michigan state. I'm going to cover Michigan state to the best of my ability. Um, I'm here to serve the readers because they're paying money to, to read my work. They're paying money to subscribe to our website. So I want to get them, you know, their money's worth. And that was kind of my approach to it. So I'd say my first year, I really tried to dive into traditions and rivalries and, you know, the storytelling aspect of things. Like one of the first stories I wrote, I went to a few uh, bars in East Lansing and uh, just talked to the owners about what it's like on a game day, because this was back in like July 2018. So they're still you know, a couple months away from the season starting. Um, so I was just talking about their process and you know what that was like during game days, what to expect in you know, the fall um, come game time. And I thought that was pretty interesting to kind of get their perspective. Um, during the season that year, I actually like, I guess there's a tradition where the MSU marching band kind of protects the Sparty statue on campus during Michigan, Michigan State Week. 
Um, so I spent a couple hours with the students out there and just asked them like, why are you doing this? What is this like? Why, what are you getting out of this? And they're basically like, you know, this is like a tradition for us. And we feel like we're a part of the rivalry in a way just by being out here. So um, I would say definitely like my mindset coming in once I learned that maybe they felt a little slighted for whatever reason um, was just to come in and, and kind of serve those readers and serve Michigan State fans and, you know, basically show them that I'm here for them. And that was kind of my mindset coming in. I love it. Colton Pouncey with us from The Athletic, the new Lions beat writer. will be taking over soon here once training camp starts. Give me a mentor or two that uh, that you've looked up to that you can maybe model uh, yourself after and who's helped you throughout the, throughout the process. Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. A mentor. Um, I have a lot of them. Uh, some of The Athletic, uh, which I don't know, Detroit fans may or may, I don't know, not, may, or may not know, but uh, Marcus Thompson, uh, he covers the Golden State Warriors for the Athletic. I think he's one of the best sports writers in the country. Does NBA a great scribe. job. Oh, yeah. Yep. He's, a, he's a great dude, too. He's always been super helpful for me. Um, you know, Craig Custance is the one who hired me at the Athletic. Um, he's kind of – it's funny because back then when I was hired, he was running the Detroit side only. He's just only gotten promoted, like, year after year. So now he's one of our editorial directors at the Athletic. He oversees a few different sports, not just NHL, not just the Detroit site. I think he does some college football stuff too. So, um, you know, he's a mentor. He's someone I can talk to at any point. Um, I mentioned Nick Baumgartner. Like, he's one of the smartest football minds I've, you know, we have on staff at the Athletic and one of the smartest minds that I've been around in my career. Um, so I pick his brain a lot. And then Brendan Quinn at the Athletic, who's just unreal. And he was covering Michigan State oh, basketball. The best. For a while. The best. It, and it was so tough coming in as like a 23-year-old and that dude's covering the basketball side and I'm covering the football side of Michigan State and just trying to, you know, every story's getting compared to him. I'm just like, oh, man, I'm not going to stand a chance on this beat. But uh, <laughs> he's an awesome dude. And, you know, he actually hit me up a couple of days ago to congratulate me on the Lions beat. So um, those are some of my mentors and some of the writers I look up to for sure. I love it. I love it. And, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, pro sports is kind of the place to be. I mean, covering the NFL. I mean, this is, there's not many of these jobs out there, Colton, right? And right. I don't know if you grew up, you said you grew up in Illinois. I don't know if you were a Bears fan or what, you got to give me that info, but <laughs> NFL is the ultimate spot, isn't it? I think so. Um, you know, I, I remember, you know, I think I decided probably my freshman year of college that I wanted to get in the, the writing side. I knew I wanted to do some sort of journalism, whether it was broadcast or writing. I kind of steered towards the writing side of things and the storytelling aspect and, um, that's kind of what I focused on in college. And I kind of knew back then covering the NFL is kind of where I see myself. I played football in high school. I wasn't very good, which is probably why I became a writer in the first place. Um, and, you know, I, I've loved the NFL. I've watched it growing up. Um, I did watch the Bears as a kid. I wouldn't really call myself a fan right now. I'm just general football fan now. Gotcha. Um, but I, I've always loved the NFL. And I mean, don't get me wrong, like covering Michigan State was awesome. And I'll never forget that time. But you know, that was always a goal of mine, and I'm glad that it's finally here. Colton Pouncey with us, the new uh, beat writer for the Lions for TheAthletic.com. Please, if you can, subscribe. Uh, their stuff is fantastic. Coming up next, we're going to ask him. He gets to now be in front of Dan Campbell every day. And, of course, the all of a sudden, a resurgent and uh, trendy Detroit Lions. We'll ask him about that coming up next. Colton Pouncey with us from The Athletic. Going to cover the Lions now. Take over for our buddy Chris Burke, who is uh, moving into an editor's uh, spot. All right, Colton, so uh, what, what what have you heard? What, what what is What's everybody whispering and telling you about coming to 222, as I like to call it, 222 Rodwood Drive? 
there in Allen Park. Yeah, it was interesting. I actually got a chance to go there before it was official, before we actually like announced it. I was there in like, I think their last open day of OTAs, like in mid-June. That was an interesting day to be there because it was it was like their last practice for the media open. Um, they were doing the media combine. So like all the reporters were out there trying to like oh, yeah. punts yeah. and like kick field goals. And I don't know, I think they have like a par three course in the back of the facility, which I had no idea about. That's pretty cool. Um, so they were all busy with that while I'm just trying to stay low key, hide from the cameras because it wasn't official yet. Um, but we did get a chance to kind of hear from some of the coaching staff and, you know, just talking to some people, it seems like, you know, Dan Campbell has respect of that team and that locker room. He's done it in short order. Um, you know, whether it was when he was a player as an assistant coach and now a head coach, it seems like that's kind of been the talking point that he can command an NFL locker room. Those guys respect him. They're going to go out to play for him. Um, I'm interested to hear from him a little bit more. I didn't really get a chance to talk to him too much. Um, um, hopefully you had a chance before training camp just to get a little bit personally. But, um, you know, those are some of my early impressions for sure. And the team is a lot of interesting young pieces. Um, you know, hopefully we'll get to dive into that a little bit more in the next few weeks. But um, I don't know. I, I, I would say the Lions kind of remind me of Michigan State, um, you know, when Mel Tucker came in. Uh, it, was, it was pretty interesting in 2020 when he came in because things were kind of shut down at the time. Couldn't really, like, install anything. But um, the general sense was – Mel Tucker is one of those guys that can command a locker room that's going to get the attention of his players and everything. His coaching staff respects him. Uh, he's going to come in and do things his way. And year run for them, they went two and five, but it was kind of about laying that foundation. And, you know, you saw some pieces to build around. You saw some of the um, scheme things kind of playing out. And uh, I think you saw the same thing with some of the, the Lions games last year. And I think the hope is that they can take the leap. They might not go 11 and two like Michigan State did. They might not do the NFL version of that this year, but you know, if they can get close to 500 while still building some of those pieces up, I think um, fans will be pretty happy with it. And, and the one thing about the athletic, and let's let's get this out there, you're not going to, after the games, do the normal recap that maybe the free press, the news, M Live, Oakland Press, you know, will, will do. You, you could take it a step further. It's longer form. How much do you enjoy that? I love it. I mean, that was one of the reasons why I came to the athletic uh, a few years ago. Um, I was kind of wanting to get away from the typical newspaper grind, um, which that's, you know, that is a grind in its own, right? Like no disrespect to anyone over there. Um, but for me, it's like when I was in college, that was something that my editor, Greg Bowers, he was one of my, my mentors. I didn't mention, probably should have mentioned earlier, um, but he definitely steered me in that direction. Like you want to write stories that will differentiate you. You want to write stories that will kind of stand out, um, you know, those outside the box stories. Um, so that's kind of what I've tried to do and what I've, hope to continue doing on the Lions beat. Um, you know, this past fall for Michigan, Michigan State Week, I wrote a story about the student newspapers playing the football game the day before the actual game. And that was what I'm really proud of. So I hope to find stories like that on the Lions beat. We'll see what, what comes of it. It might always be the perfect timing if the team isn't, you know, doing well. I get fans will might not want to read an, an offbeat story like that. But, you know, we'll find ways to work them in along with, you know, the film analysis that Nick and I will have, um, you know, general team coverage. So we'll find a way to do it all. Do you look at this team and say, all right, they've got to double their win total at least? Obviously, Vegas and our friends at Bet Online that sponsor the show have them at six and a half over under. Do you look at them and say, oh my gosh, they're definitely a seven, eight win team? Or do you say, listen, year two of a rebuild, it's, it may take a little time? No, I mean, I think it's totally fair to expect, you know, doubling three wins should not be that hard getting a six and, you know, six and a half, maybe they can get the over there. But um, I don't, I think that's a, a realistic goal for this team. Um, you know, they had a lot of injuries last year, especially late in season, and that team did not look the same. <laughs> um, but they were still winning some games and you know being competitive in a lot of those games, even the losses. So I think it's totally fair to kind of expect 
you know, at least a double in win total. And, you know, I don't know if they're ready for a playoff push quite yet, but, you know, if they get some of these young players along and keep developing those guys, the hope is that you can see that translating to the field. And, um, you know, I guess we'll see what happens, but that should definitely be the goal, at least in my eyes. Colton, do you, you know, is there a move or two that you have seen from afar from Brad Holmes that you really like and an upgrade here or a move there that kind of caught your eye? Um, you know, still kind of learning the roster myself, so I don't know uh, fully yet. But I, I, you know, I talked to Jordan Rodriguez, you know, our, our Rams writer at the Athletic, and she's a big fan of Brad Holmes from you know his time over there, and um, she seems to be pretty confident that he'll get that thing turned around. So I mean, I'll, I'll have to pay more attention to their moves a little bit. Um, but I, I think Brad Holmes has done a good job with this roster. I think going to get Jameson Williams and trading back up, you know, he was a player I think Michigan State was in on when he was kind of deciding where to transfer after he left Ohio State. Um, I think he probably made the right choice going to Alabama and having the season that he had there. But, uh, <laughs> probably, yeah. But, um, you know, he's a really exciting player. We'll see when he's able to come back. And I like that pickup a lot for them, at least, you know, just talking draft a little bit. Um, he's got real speed. It would have been interesting to see his 40 time, but um, he's got real speed. And whenever he comes back on the field, I think that's going to translate and, and kind of help out that offensive core because I think he's a young player to watch for sure. And, and, you know, we, we joked earlier about Dan Campbell, but uh, he's got to be a, a beat writer's dream or just even a, a feature writer's dream because he is so open. And, and you know, I'm sure there were times, especially let's say Michigan, Michigan State week or even when MSU had to go on the road to Ohio State. And it's like, gosh, you're not looking for billboard material and try to rile people up. But you obviously would love a good quote or two. And sometimes the coaches get buttoned up. Yeah. Um, how frustrating, I guess, is that? And, and how how excited are you that a lot of your questions you're going to ask Dan are, are probably going to be answered pretty straightforward? Yeah, you know, I think that's more of a general theme with the NFL versus college that, you know, coaches are understanding that they can share some stuff. They don't have to be so robotic. Um, again, Mel was probably one of the more open coaches, but at the same time, he would have liked a little bit more at times. Um, so I think Dan Campbell seems like a pretty good quote. I'm looking forward to that. You know, the biting kneecaps one got pretty famous last year, but um, – I think having hard knocks with the, with the Lions in training camp, that'll be pretty interesting. We'll get a good look at the team um, behind the scenes for sure with, with that footage coming out. So, um, yeah, I mean, covering Dan Campbell seems pretty open, seems pretty honest with the media. So that's always an added bonus when you're covering the job. This is this is a very important question. Do you want to be on hard knocks? Are you going to wear a, a – do you have like a look? I mean, uh, you know, uh, hat, some sort of outfit. You're going to try to distinguish yourself, or is Colton Pouncey more of a behind the scenes? I don't, I don't get the cameras away from me type. You know, I would say normally I'm more behind the scenes, but I don't know. If, you know, HBO's coming to town. I might have to, you know, <laughs> dress up my wardrobe a little bit. Maybe you know, to spend some clothes for me so I can look good on camera. We'll see. <laughs> That's right. They got to get you some sort of swag because it would be free promotion for them. But absolutely. Uh, yeah, no doubt about it. Well, Colton, uh, great to talk to you. Welcome to town. Uh, excited to uh, start reading your stuff in The Athletic. Uh, big shoes to fill, certainly, with Chris and Nick. And like you said, but, uh, really looking forward to reading all of uh, all of your stuff. And uh, all the best, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. You got it. There he is, Colton Pouncey with us from The Athletic. And as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, follow him on Twitter at Colton underscore Pouncey, P-O-U-N-C-Y. And we appreciate his time on a Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions. Thanks for making us your first listen, everybody, each and every day.